What up, GWB Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I am, uh, I'm just in a giggly mood right now. I just did a podcast with the wonderful, marvelous Marissa Moore. She is, we've known her, I've known her for about a decade, and we've been friends for many, many, many experiences and memories and things that we've just done live together. And I'm so excited. She came back on this podcast. She was on episode, I think, like number 54, like a picture's worth a thousand words, where she talked about you know, her photography business and her passion with photography. Well, she came back on this episode and she has a little bit of a life update that I think you're really going to enjoy hearing about as she shares her heart and her experiences because she is engaged and it's amazing. And we also talk about relationships. We talk about a little bit about her photography. We talk about Creative for Adventure, a, a program that she's a part of this summer. But mostly we talk about just a lot about the healing with relationships and how we can move forward. And she talks a lot about how clarity is kindness. And so we talked about that as the title of this episode. But I really hope you enjoy this podcast and make sure you subscribe to the Great Love Buffalo podcast and uh, enjoy today's episode of GWB. Wandering through the great plains of life, things move fast, sometimes a blur. Don't you let this bumpy road separate you from the herd when you think the day is done the sun is getting low we're all looking for something rare the great white buffalo the great white buffalo podcast with ben mayfield <laughs> be like won't you be my neighbor <laughs> will you be my neighbor yeah. what's what's the what's the man what's the old man they made the movie about he's like won't you be my neighbor the old man? Oh, um, Mr. Rogers? Mr. Rogers, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the neighborhood. You could yeah. start this podcast with that, like, thing. So. <laughs> I might get copyright issued, but... I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. Welcome to the Great White Buffalo Podcast. I'm Ben Mayfield, and welcome to my neighborhood. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't recognize the voice that you just heard, because I was secretly recording Marissa, so... Oh. <laughs> It's Marissa Moore. How are you, Marissa? I am doing swell. How are you, Benjamin? I'm <laughs> so good right now. Honestly, the episode, I, we just had a phone call with Billy Lisa, and he called us off mic, and he said that how much he loved the episode that you were on last time, which if you have not listened to, you definitely need to. Marissa talks about her love for photography, her passion behind it. It's episode number 54, A Picture Tells a Thousand Words. And Marissa, you crushed. It. I get uh, legit. I got a lot of people telling me like, "Oh, that was such a good episode." I'm super honored that <laughs> that's the response. <laughs> yeah. Now, if it was, "Hey, don't put that hurt. Don't, don't let her back on the podcast," then we might have a different conversation. Yeah, later. I might have to change my name or something. Yeah. Well, and you reminded me that we talked about having our own podcast called uh, More Mayfield. More Mayfield. And it's like, is it More Mayfield or is it Marissa Moore? It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. genius because there's levels to it. Yeah, I can see the logo now. I got a lot of ideas. Oh my gosh, what would our podcast be about? More mm. Mayfield. That's a great, great thought. DM us a message on Instagram if you want to hear more Mayfield. And what would we talk about? Marissa, yeah. What would be like something you want to talk about? Mm. Gosh, I love Jesus. So anything that has to do with him is great. Book recommendations, um, movie reviews. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, I think just like a lot of different stuff would be super fun. Oh my gosh, I would. I love Jesus too, and I love movies. Books, I'll work on. Okay, I'll work on. I'll... Yeah, books are just so good. Yeah, I, I see. Sometimes you post on your Instagram like different like books that you take. I mean, you, also. If you don't follow Marissa on Instagram, you totally should. How long does it take you to post like one of your stories or one of your pictures? Because it always looks so professional. I was about to say, uh, you're asking that, and I do it in the moment. So it's not like it takes a long time to Are you do serious? it. I mean, I'm definitely driven by like feeling I don't want to I not my whole life is driven by feeling but what I do share is like usually what's on my heart or um you know maybe like something I journal journaled about that morning or something that I feel like the Lord's showing me and kind of tugging on my heart to share so typically it's in the moment um so I don't really put a whole lot of thought <laughs> to 
You say that, but some of your pictures, like there was one that had like like a notebook and a pencil in it, and the pencil was lined like perfectly symmetrically with the notebook, and then you had this cool like filter on it, and it said like you know be in the word, and you know you're the author of your own life. Uh, this probably made no sense. Yeah, to I was you. gonna say I don't know that that was but, me, but but it it trust me. And then you had one that had like fruit. Like a fruit bowl that you made? Okay, yes. Okay, so this is one thing. I like things, everyday things, to be beautiful. See, so see. anything that I'm doing, whether it's like I make a homemade coffee or I make dinner or I make breakfast, I want it to look beautiful because I think that there's a lot of joy that comes out of those small mundane moments. And so... Yes, it's not like I put a lot of effort in that to share it on Instagram. It's like I put a lot of effort in that because I want it to be beautiful, and then sometimes I share it. And um, so, yeah, yeah, when I'm posting, it's definitely in the moment. <laughs> well, that's but that kind of reminds me a little bit like spiritually, like when we're going through. I always tell like my youth kids when I'm doing like a message or something. You know, we talk about like loving Jesus and like being high spiritually like on Sunday mornings or Sunday nights, you know, when we do like youth time or we're on retreats. But it's the the random Tuesdays. That's what I always tell them. It's like the Tuesday at 3 o'clock. That's the moment that's going to be challenging. Are you going to stay true to, you know, following faith in the journey, the path? Because it's really good, like easy to do like the the high moments of like, oh, I'm being poured into the spirits here, like the music's here, mm-hmm. you know, I'm in this worship zone. But then like when you're by yourself on like a mundane, you just said it's the small things, the mundane things. It's kind of like a life spiritually, like the mundane moments where like, is anyone going to know that I thought this or that I did this or that, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, subtweet this or whatever it may be. And that's where like you can spiritually grow stronger mm-hmm. and not to let those moments just like pass you by. Yeah. So that's kind of cool that you purposely, intentionally capture those moments. Oh, thanks, so, Ben. Yeah, just throwing that out there. <laughs> um, and that's the end of my monologue. Which I heard this the other day, you might appreciate this since you work in ministry, is prayer is not a monologue, it's a dialogue. Mm-hmm, yeah. Talking about like, you gotta like listen to God. Preach. And, like, yeah, I was like, oh, I heard that the other day. I was like, yes, like let me use that like in every one of my messages. Yeah, yeah. So for the people that listened to the last episode and who've gotten to know you through, because you've been, we had a solo episode, but you've been on multiple episodes before that. Yeah, I was on the Friends episode with Winston and Josh and you and me. Yeah. Um, I think that's the only other one I've been on. Which well, is still one of my brothers, uh, my, my brother, my, I only have one brother, my brother Will loves that episode, Friends. Um, he's talked about it It was so much times. fun, yeah. Uh, so go listen to that one too if you haven't listened to that one. <laughs> But give give us an update how the photography is going. How's that passion? It's been since like the last fall since we talked. Right. So in the fall, I was still working in youth ministry. I have since stepped down from that. So I finished out that job in December. And it was a really difficult decision to make. Um, But I still try to keep in touch with some of the kids, you know, here and there. Um, And I have gone back since to visit them. Um, because they do, they mean a lot to me. And I know that, you know, high school is a very transitional period, so it's important for them to have some stability. But since I've tried to go full-time photography, um, due to other things, I have had to put that a little bit on the back burner, (laughs) but it's going well. I mean, recently I'm trying to revamp things like my email and my pricing sheet and things like that to get more organized and have things look visually appealing because I'm a photographer, you know, it's all about the visual. And, um, in the past three years, when I send out emails to potential clients, it's just a lot of words. And so I want to, you know, make it look good and appealing. And so I'm working more on like back end stuff, um, small things like that right now. Yeah. Which I understand the the youth ministry thing. I've, you know, there's there's always like a a time where you have to think about what's where's my next chapter in my life. Am I going to stay here? Am I going to go somewhere else? Yeah. And one of the hardest parts of leaving, even like the classroom, being a school teacher, but especially in youth ministry, because you get to build these relationships over years. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't want to leave my youth kids. Yeah. Like, you know, like, like, like these are my people I feel attached to. I've grown life with them. And we've right. shared a lot of awesome moments. So mm-hmm. I commend you for, you know, one, staying in touch with them, but two, just like, you know, t- 
just being able to give that up because that's hard. Yeah, it was because I also felt like I was disappointing them. And Mm. I'm super driven by disappointment. I don't want to disappoint. And, but I, somebody, um, I forget who it was, told me that, you know, there's never going to be a perfect time. Like, there's never going to be a good time to leave. It might have been you, but I I think that was me. Yes. And so, um, I don't know. It, it really helped me feel a lot of peace of like, okay, it's it's okay to let go because it's not so much me disappointing them, but maybe me making room for the right person to come in. I remember having that conversation with you. Yeah. Because I had, I pulled over because I didn't because I was using maps because I was going somewhere and I didn't know where I was going. Yeah. And you called and I couldn't do the maps and phone call, <laughs> so I pulled over in this like Dollar General parking lot yeah. to had that conversation with you, and. There was a Georgia State Patrol parked next, like, like, like in front of me. So like, oh, we were gosh. looking at each other. Okay, good. And I was on the phone talking, and then he was looking at me talking on his phone, and we just like made eye contact. And I was like, like, <laughs> like, don't look at me, don't look at me. Anyways, but that's that's awesome, and I'm glad you're still doing photography. But you mentioned mm-hmm. that you haven't gotten to it. You know, it's been a little bit. Of the, you're doing some of the back end stuff. Yeah, but you haven't like fully dived into it. Which is why I want you to be on today's podcast is to update us on your life. Okay. So I, I don't know. Do I say it? Do you say it? I don't know. This is not a visual format, but can you like hold up your hand? Oh my god! She has a ginormous <laughs> mountain on her left hand. What's that? What's that? The ring, ring finger. finger. Of yeah. Yes, yeah. I am engaged. Marissa Moore is engaged. She is single no more. Yeah, sorry, boys. I'm kidding. (laughs) We just lost like all of our subscribers right now. Um, So you're engaged. Who are you engaged to? Um, his name is Ethan Norton. Shout out to Ethan. Yes, shout uh, out to E-Man. Uh, so we want to know, that the audience wants to know, we've had a couple of people come in here and talk about their marriage and their relationships, mm-hmm. and we had Jordan and Kaylee come in here and tell us about their engagement. I love love stories. People love love stories because there's a lot of defeat in the world. There's mm-hmm. a lot of just crappiness in the world. Yeah. And so when we hear stories of just like love, you know, succeeding... Mm-hmm. We want to hear it. It's, it makes us feel happy. That's why Disney movies are so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It gives people hope. So you and Ethan, how long have y'all been together or dating or known each other? Or? Yeah, so I've actually only known him about a year and, gosh, I want to say um, maybe four or five months, okay. <laughs> which is crazy because, you know, you want to know someone a while before you marry them, but... Um, yeah, so I've only known him we like a year and four or five months. And um, it was after I met him, um, maybe a week or two after I met him is when he called and asked me on a date, and we kind of w- we went on our first date. Okay, how was right, let me ask you this, because I've asked you on a thousand dates. Mm-hmm. How did he ask you on a date that made you want to say, oh, okay, yeah, cool, I'll go on a date with you? Um. Because well, I feel like you're very like particular about who you go on dates with. Well, yes, sort of. I don't know. I don't know. I, um, you know, you want to keep an open mind when dating because I've heard the. This is so funny. I've heard the advice recently, and it's funny because I'm engaged now, so I can't really take it. But <laughs> yeah. it's like date as many people as you can, get to know as many people as you can, so that you. Figure out what you like, figure out what you don't like, and then you know what you're looking for in a partner when they come along. And um, I don't know. I think that's actually really good advice. But, um, yeah, so when he he reached out to me first through text, I had met him one weekend. We had a, like, friend camping weekend up in Asheville when I lived up there. And there were, like, 12 people that ended up coming. And um, none of... Well, maybe one of them was one of my friends. The rest were Anna Claire, my roommate's friends. Shout and, out to Anna Claire. Yes, and Anna Claire is actually Ethan's sister. So, <gasps> oh my god, I know. Um, so, anyways, he came up for that weekend, and to be quite honest, he did not make a good first impression. I kind of <laughs> thought he was very indifferent and. <laughs> He didn't say a lot. So, you know, when you don't right. say a lot, a lot of people will assume things. So 
me, I was assuming things. <laughs> I was like, wow, this guy's, you know, yeah. super uninterested, which not that I was looking to date. I just love meeting new people. Right. So I had tried to strike up a conversation with him. He was just kind of cold a little yeah, bit. Like it was down. just kind of like he was very serious. And I was like, yeah, okay, well. But, yeah. you know, it was fine. The weekend was great. I didn't really think anything of it. Um, and then he reached out like a week or two later. He shot me a text and he was like, hey, Marissa, this is Ethan, Anna Claire's brother. Like, could I call you later this evening? There's some things I want to run by you. So when you say something <laughs> like that. It there's, like, a, like a business proposal. I know. There's, again, <laughs> a lot of room for assumption. So in my head, his sister, Celeste, his other sister, uh -huh. she was not engaged at this point. But um, I had heard from Anna Claire that they were very serious. And so I was thinking he was wanting me maybe to take pictures of their proposal. Like once again, a business proposition. Yes, like, so I, I did. Marissa, I thought it was pictures. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a business proposition. Anyways, I was walking. I was on a walk with my mom and our friend Linda in Rabin, and um, so I I texted him back, and I was like, "Sure, that's fine." So he called me that evening, and he was just like, "Hey, I um I'm sorry to just like take you out of the blue, but it's kind of hard. Like we're so far apart, and um, but I didn't want to ask you over text. But anyways, I really just wanted to ask you if you'd like to get a meal sometime or go on a date um there's no pressure if you if it's a no that's fine um but I just knew I'd be kicking myself if I didn't try and um so yeah. I was impressed I mean he was straightforward he knew what he wanted and he put himself out there and so I was like I mean I'm shocked but like <laughs> yeah. sure <laughs> yeah, which is I mean bold I love it yeah yeah he was bold for sure um so yeah that's like Kind of how he asked. How can he ask and met? Which is always kind of like the scariest part. It's just like that first initial like leap of faith. It's a there's a scene in Indiana Jones. I think it's the second one where he has to take like a step out and it's like a giant canyon. Like he's going to mm -hmm. like fall and die. Yeah. But he's like he just closes his eye and it's like a leap of faith. He takes a step and he's able to step forward towards the the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like the same thing with dating. It's like. You just got to take the first step. And, you know, if, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Okay, that's fine. Like, if, yeah. you, if you were to say no, okay, yeah. like, you know, at least I, I, he's not kicking himself for not wondering yeah. what could have been. And then every once in a while, the person says yes. And you're like, all right, let's do yeah. this. Yeah, you got to put yourself out there and being able to, you know, risk things. Because I know risk can be scary, but it can also be super rewarding. It's just learning to value yourself and know what you want. And when you get rejected, you know, learning that, well, maybe this just wasn't the person for me and that's saving me a lot of time and heartbreak in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. So you go on this date. Right. Surely it went okay. Yeah, I'm we went hoping. we went to lunch in Atlanta. We met in the middle because I was in Asheville, North Carolina, and he was in Valdosta, Georgia. Okay, well, that's South Georgia. Wow. Yeah, so he actually drove a bit further than I did. Just just to get lunch. <laughs> yeah, we just went to lunch. Wow. Yep. Okay, and how was the convo? Was it all right? Um, it was good. It flowed. Um, it was just really funny because I wasn't expecting. <laughs> to, I mean, the first time I saw him was the first time I met him. So yeah, you know, going from unimpressed to like because the whole weekend I was just my goofy self and he was so serious that I was like this guy thinks I'm crazy yeah like and I didn't care but I just milked it I just like <laughs> I, I kept being like more crazy <laughs> like how much will he take and he took it all he took all well he didn't respond like his like when uh -huh. I I just like when he was leaving I yelled bye Ethan I was just being super crazy he didn't say anything I was oh. like this guy's a turd is what I kind of thought. Oh, really? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, okay, geez. Were you hoping that he, like, kind of matched your energy a little bit and just was, like, being goofy, but he was just... Um, I didn't have that expectation because already meeting him, I was like, yeah, he's super serious. But I wanted to poke poke at him. So to, to let him say, you can loosen up a little bit. Yeah. You know, you can smile. You can, you can be goofy. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, I, yes, going into the first day, it actually was really good. And, you know, we had not had one-on-one -on -one time. So this is the first time I experienced him one-on-one. -on -one. And I was very impressed. You know, he was like, well, I just wanted to be like straightforward. I'm dating for marriage and that's what I'm looking for. And, oh, wow. um, and I agreed with him, you know, I was like, I've always dated with the intention of marriage, and I think that that's great. And, you know, I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste your time. And 
Um, and he agreed. And so that was honestly one of the first things that he said um, when we were on our date. And I fully appreciated that because he was clear with what he wanted and what he was searching for. Do you think, is, is that a little bit of like, you know, they say opposites attract. Do you feel like sometimes like you talking about him just being very clear about his intentions. Have you ever been like just in a place where you don't know what your intentions are or just like a place? Let me rephrase this. There's, there's something that's attractive about someone who knows what they want. Mm-hmm. And, and, and sometimes we don't know how attractive that is unless we've been lost or have experienced things that we, that don't know what they want. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I agree with that. Cause I've been kind of the person sometimes who is very, Cavalier about like like girls have asked, well, what do you want? Like you know, where are we dating for? I'm like, I don't know, just get to know each other, like to be yeah. friends, and they're like, no, yeah, and they'll cut it out. So there is something that's super attractive about that. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because I listened to a podcast this past week, and it was all about like how clarity is kindness, especially in like the dating world, and how you know dating these days there's a lot of ambiguity, and it's not a culture that this generation has created, but it's what you have now. And um, so it is the problem you have to deal with. And I think that that's so true because I have definitely experienced that in dating. And I don't think you're alone in being that way. I think that there's a lot of guys, but I think there's a lot of fear and um, which is understandable, you know, but at the same time, you've got to push yourself to grow past that. If you want anything more than not such a great dating relationship. Gosh, God, yeah. Okay, now you're getting too real here. <laughs> yeah, clarity is kindness. I like that. I like that mentality of just like if you're very clear with your expectations and what you're hoping to get out of it, you're just you're being kind to the other person. Like you're you're letting them know who you are and what you're about. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of creating a safe space for honesty and openness. You know, when you're open and straightforward, it's like okay, well, this person's straightforward, so I can be straightforward. And um, it just it creates this, like, safe environment and an opportunity to, like, protect each other's hearts, you know, with honesty. I, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I think I struggle with is vulnerability. You're talking about, you know, honesty and clarity. Vulnerability. You know, people have trauma. People have things in their past that have caused them to have walls or barriers mm-hmm. to, you know, don't want to let someone get too close to their heart because they, they may have abandonment issues or trust issues or yeah. it has been hurt before. But I was telling you off mic, and I know we'll get back to the engagement story because that's what people really want to listen to and we'll get off Ben's soapbox. But there was a, there was about a year and a half ago, two years ago where I kind of had this moment where I was tired of just like being single and dating. Mm-hmm. I was like, I came, I had an amazing day at youth, which, you know, y'all, all the listeners, not me, youth minister. I mean, just like it was so much fun. There were students who were clicking in their minds where you can tell like they were like feeling the Holy Spirit. They mm-hmm. were just, you know, in the just worshiping and loving each other and just being uh, just in really great community. And I, I was, you know, I got to be part of that and I got to orchestrate it as a youth minister. I was like, oh man, this is really cool. And I just got home and I had no one to share life with. Like, yeah. you know, like I, I wanted to tell them some of the, the amazing things that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I, like, in a selfish way, like, I just wanted to share life with somebody. And then I was like, I want to listen to someone's story. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to snuggle on the couch and watch some TV and, like, eat some ice cream with somebody. Yeah. You know, like, I, I was like, man, I'm just tired of, like, being lonely. Yeah. And I think it was the first time in, in my entire life where I was like, oh, I need to, to take some serious hard looks about, you know, what am I doing with my life? Do mm-hmm. I want to, do I want to date? for marriage? Do I, if I even put myself out there to do that? Yeah. So I hear this story about the clarity with kindness and, and Ethan being so direct. It's inspiring in a sense of like, you know, you got to truly put yourself out there of what you want mm-hmm. um, in order to get somewhere. And it's, it takes vulnerability. Yeah. And it takes um, a willingness. And so. I will say, I think he did a lot of work leading up to that because he was, he didn't date anyone for two years before me. So, he took time on his own, you know, and um, and I think that that honestly probably really helped him prepare, which it's different for everybody. Everybody's hearts and minds work on a different timeline, you know, and God works with people on different timelines. So 
I think that um, that also kind of helped him, you know, because he was intentional in his growth and in his preparation for what he wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes, too, people get distracted about, like, I feel like some people focus on, like, for me, just personally, just I've grown my professional side of my life. Yeah. You know, like, career-wise, going back to school to get my doctorate. Mm-hmm. I bought a home. Like, I've done, like, a lot of really cool things on, like, a professional, I guess, you know, a mm-hmm. home is not professional, but just, like, on the business side of life. Yeah. Where you neglect one part. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I think now I've had some time and I want to reflect and really work on some personal stuff. So I'm really excited about that. That is. That's exciting. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> and that's why I invited you here because, you know, um, people want to hear the wisdom of Marissa Moore. Oh, it's it's the God wisdom. <laughs> it's it's the, not the Marissa's wisdom. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So with this timeline, mm-hmm. all right, you had a great first date. Where does it get to the point where now you're getting engaged? Where is that coming in at? Yeah, yeah. So um, it's funny because I actually wrote a lot of this down the other day, like just how things kind of played out with us because it was like a hard year for me. Um, You know, we we went on that first date and then he was flying up just about every weekend to Asheville to hang out with me. Oh, you said flying? Yeah, he flew. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Private jet. Are we talking about like a multimillionaire? Um, Yeah, totally. No. (laughs) He would ride his yacht, but uh, you know, we're late. There's no water. (laughs) Yeah. No, he, um, so his sister's a flight attendant and he had her benefits. And so oh, okay. he was flying that way. And, um, but I didn't realize this in the beginning, the extent of, of what he was doing to get up there because, you know, he would be like, you know, what do you have going on this weekend? I'd be like, nothing. He'd be like, all right, I want to come hang out if that's all right. And so I'd be like, okay. And I was like, sure, you can fly up here. I didn't think anything of it. I, I mean, I was impressed that he was yeah, flying, saying, please be you impressed. know, but also like I, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking logistically. <laughs> and so, um, it wasn't until like probably, I don't know. It wasn't until summer that I maybe found out that he was like waking up at two in the morning on Saturday. He had worked a full week of work and then he would wake up at 2 a.m. on Saturday, drive two hours to Jacksonville airport to fly into Charlotte, North Carolina, to sit and wait and grab another plane to Asheville, North Carolina, and get into Asheville by like 9 a.m. on Saturday. So I would go pick him up, and he would sometimes stay less than 24 hours, and I would drop him oh back off God. at the airport at like <laughs> 8 in the morning on Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. Because then he'd have to fly back and then drive two hours and then prepare yeah. for the week. So That's dedication if I've it, ever seen it. I literally have never... Gosh, he's I, just was honestly, driven. Ethan has just inspired me. I want to find the girl in my <laughs> life where I'm willing to wake up at 2 a.m., fly, yep. drive, fly again, drive again. Like, yep. like Marissa, that's like, I mean, I I'm know. not saying like you have to like date this person and that person does that for you. No, but, you should definitely give them yeah, a shot. Definitely I mean, give you, them a you, shot. Need to, <laughs> you need to evaluate your priorities and what you're looking for. They're either a soulmate or they're an inmate. Okay, that's for <laughs> sure. It's one or the other. <laughs> well, <laughs> so. no, I will say like his dedication to pursuing me, the his pursuit of me is unlike anything I've ever experienced. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, I think that there, I, I don't, I don't know exactly how it works because it's different for everybody, but I think that there may come a point in your life, Ben, where you are ready and you meet a girl and she's just fantastic and you're willing to do whatever it takes to be with her. And I think that that, when you have that drive is often when it's like, this might be it, you know, um, not that I think that there's, I never thought that there was like one person for everybody out there. Um, you know, I think that it's more important that you look at someone's character than you look at how much you're attracted to them. Um, Let me ask you this, because I was having a, a conversation with my friend Emma, and she and I have debates, not debates, discussions mm-hmm. about soulmates. Yeah. And I, I've told her, and she believes that there's not just one singular soulmate for one person. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I don't think it's like, like when person's born, person A is born, 
they're automatically tied to person B that they do not know and their soulmates, you know, mm-hmm. that's the perfect match for them or whatever. But I do think when you find someone who is clicking on cylinders, that there's a commitment to make that person your soulmate. Yeah, Does you're like sense? soul, S-O-L-E, soul, Yeah. rather than uh, soul S-O-U-L, soul. Like your lone, like one soul. Oh mate. yeah, 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 soul. Yes. Ooh, so okay, I, okay, okay. I agree with that, you know, because I think that's true. I think that we're first and foremost made to worship God, and that should always Praise be what it. comes first, you know. And then what? What the second biggest decision I do believe you make is who you marry, and so like. It's important you don't make those just off how you're feeling or, oh, my gosh, this person's so handsome or, like, you know. Yeah, you, oh yeah, I deal with that a lot with <laughs> high school girls in, in ministry. Yeah, yeah. He's so cute. He plays baseball. <laughs> okay. Look at them legs. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I do that so much. It's so weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yes, I agree with that. I believe that there's a they are meant to become your soulmate, your one and only mate, That you, but you make that commitment to do that, so. Absolutely. So he's making a commitment and trying to to date you and, and it's pursuing you. Right. And you're and pers- the pursuit is attractive. Yes. Yeah, the pursuit so. his like perseverance. I say perseverance because I was having a hard year. It was right. like um you know, he was doing all the right things. He was not saying all the right things like smooth talking, but he was saying all things that were like really good. Um and a lot of things were in a line with him and how he was pursuing me. I mean, it was the first time I think I really experienced a sacrificial pursuit, which I think is the way God intended it to be, like mm. Christ with the church, you know. Absolutely. And um and so like seeing that and experiencing that was um just like so impressive and so inspiring. And so I don't know. Um you know, I think that that made me stay open, open-minded about Ethan. Um, and so, you know, throughout that year, 2020, it was just a hard year for me personally. And on an emotional level, I was still like going through a mourning process. And like, I don't know, I hadn't really started the mourning process of a relationship I had had before that. You know, I was right. just, I was confused to be honest. And it was the first time that like, I just felt so torn. And I was like, you know, God, where are you leading me? What are you wanting from me in this? And um, in that, um, it was a lot of, of heartbreak and hurt and um, just trying to heal from past wounds. And Ethan was just consistent through all of it. And so his consistency and his ability to lay aside his own feelings to just be there for me and be a good partner and a good friend. And, um, you know, all those things just, it, it showed his character, his, his character like was just outstanding, you know? Um, and so anyways, we like, (laughs) there's a time period where we kind of like took, time apart you know and we were just it was um I needed it and um you know and it was I don't know it was good for me and I started seeing a biblical counselor because I just wanted to be proactive in my growth and be intentional in moving forward and making wise decisions and glorifying the Lord and finding some guidance in that and so Um, I started this process going to a biblical counselor. I met with her for about two months, and there was a two-week period that was transitional for me, Um, and that's just the perfect word for it. I just, um, well, maybe not transitional, maybe transformative. Ooh, Um, come on. Yes. So it was just like so incredibly, I don't know, it was the Lord's timing. I was ready to be proactive. I was ready to put in the work. I was in a deep study about God's character and His sovereignty. And um, and going through that study, it helped me to um, it helped me to, to get a clear mind and make good decisions. And, um, and that's, you know, once I was in a better place, Ethan and I started dating again. Yeah, I think this is this what 
said a lot right there, and I'm just thinking about the. You have to be able to take care of yourself before you can really move forward to be in a relationship. Because if you don't know who you are or what you believe in, and I'm not saying they have to have everything worked out because we never quite do, but just to a place where you feel confident with your relationship with the Lord and like yeah. your purpose and, and your identity. And then once you have your IP address, which I like to call identity, <laughs> identity purpose, yeah, it's uniquely yours. And once you have that, then you're able to you know, really partner up with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I, I commend you on that of saying, listen, you've had a little bit of a, a heart, you know, almost like a Hallmark movie, but you've had a heart burden year. You know, you're in a pandemic mm-hmm. on top of everything and the world's not the same and you're you're transitioning out of your ministry job. Yeah. You know, because you knew that you were, you were going to try to leave that to do photography and you know, so there's that's professional, then there's a lot of personal stuff, there's a lot of uh, emotional history mm-hmm. with other relationships. And so the courage, it's inspiring in a lot of ways to see someone who said, all right, you know, I'm not trying to condemn my past, I'm not trying to forsake my future, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm at right now, do some healing, and then once I do some healing, you said the word transformative, transform into who God's called me to be. Yeah. And that takes vulnerability, that takes courage, that takes mm-hmm. wisdom. Um, and, I, and I just want to commend you on that. And that's super awesome. I'm glad you were able to get through that process. Yeah, thanks. No, it's uh, there's a lot more I'd love to share. I mean, I just learned so much in that time and, and going through biblical counseling and my personal walk with the Lord that, um, you know, that's really what changed my heart and helped me to, grow and and be intentional in moving forward and make those tough decisions so all right so now <laughs> we'll talk first of all i'm not trying to, to people are like she wants to open up we'll talk more about your biblical counseling at some point because yeah. i probably need some biblical counseling but before we get to that episode in the future oh, yes we got to talk about this the proposal. People <laughs> want to know. They're, they've been like, Ben, shut your mouth. We want to hear the proposal story. Let's get to the juiciness. What happened? How was it like? What time of day was it? Was it a Tuesday? Was it a Thursday? Like, okay. was, what all was right. the, all the deets? Okay, yes, 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 yes. It was a Saturday. Okay. And um, I had no clue. No clue. Literally no clue. Not even playing the game clue. Not even <laughs> a, a whiff or a... I had no clue. Um, So anyways, the plan was on Saturday evening, we were going to have my family's Christmas Eve party. Um, So this is this December? No, it's in January. It was just late because we pushed it off. this January? It was, yes, this year. Okay, 2021. Okay, okay. Yes. So, um, but during the day, Ethan and I were going to drive up and take Anna Claire her Christmas gift because it didn't come in until later. And so we were going up to Asheville. And so we went off going to Asheville, and he was going this weird way. I mean, I've driven from from northeast Georgia to Asheville endless times, multiple times. More than five times. Yeah, so <laughs> definitely more. That's kind of a joke. So anyways, I um, was like, this is a weird way. And he was like, um, I know. I don't know why it's taking me this way. Well, me, I don't. I'm like, you know, I don't either. Like, this is so weird. And um, and Ethan, you know, again, like I said, he just doesn't show a lot of emotion. And so, like, it's hard to read him sometimes. Um, and Or you just don't read him, you know. Yeah, does not compute. <laughs> okay, all right. Cool. Um, so, anyways, yeah, it, it, it was snowing, and we were going up this mountain road. I mean, it was beautiful. But then he slid a little bit and almost hit a guardrail. And he was like, all right, maybe we should get off this road. I'm like, "Um, yeah, maybe we should. And um, so he was like, well, I was trying to take you somewhere that I thought was really cool, but it just didn't work out. So we'll just head to Hendersonville. And I was like, okay. Again, I didn't think anything of it. And so we went to Hendersonville. We um, ate lunch. It was kind of a late lunch. And it was um, after lunch that he was like, we should go to that park that we used to go to when I would come visit you. And so okay. it was in um, Flat Rock, North Carolina. And it was Love used it. to be a golf course, but it was a park that, like, when I moved up there, I went and ran there a lot. I'd go walk there a lot. 
And so that's actually the park that we had our first kiss at. Oh, yes. that's getting steamy. Steve. Which, what's the name of the he park? He did not kiss me for months. Oh. Yeah. It yeah. was a, it was quite a while. You're like, you could have kissed me after like the third date. Jeez. No, like, I actually appreciated it. I was like, this is nice. You know, like there's not pressure. Like I'm just getting to know him. Um, so I appreciate that. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we went to this park where um, we had our first kiss and it was on this bench that we called bird poop bench because when oh. he was trying to think of like, how do I kiss this girl? I was like, oh my gosh, a bird just pooped out of that tree. Did you see it? And he was like, this is just not going how I planned. <laughs> <laughs> so. so he had this like picture-esque like moment and you're like, bird poop. Yep, I ruined those. I'm yeah. not like the most. It sounds kind of like your first date. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Um. So anyways, yeah, we went and sat there and we were just talking. And anyways, he asked me these ridiculous questions all the time because once you really get to know Ethan, you get to know how like lighthearted and joyful he is. And it's just, honestly, it's a treasure that I'm not sure many people get to experience. Um, but he's a very special person. And so we were just sitting there and we were like kind of goofing off. And I was like, you're ridiculous. And he was like, well, do you still like me? And I was like, duh. And, <laughs> <laughs> duh. <laughs> and he asked me these questions like, for the month leading up to this. So I didn't think anything of it. He was like, do you still love me? I was like, yes, of course. And he was like, well, do you think you want to get married? And I was like, yeah. Um, and he was like, well, what would you say if I asked you right now? And I was like, well, yeah. And um, and he was like, okay, well, do you want to stand up? And I was like, that's when shock came over me because I was like, No. Okay, can I, can I interject? Because yes. I, I, I need to know something right now. Yes. Did he... Is it an adorable way that he's doing this? Because it sounds kind of like... I want to know if she says yes, so I don't have to ask if she says no. No, he. it's just like he just always asks these questions randomly, like okay. for the month or so month. it's not like a, out of the blue. It's not like if someone were to ask you to marry you... No, it's would, not like <laughs> that. Okay, like, okay. he's asked me these very lightheartedly in the past. And, okay, okay. Um, so, so it's kind of like a cutesy thing. Yes. I like it. Okay. So okay. he's just being kind of flirty at this Ooh, point. okay, all right. And then he was like, well, do you want to stand up? And I said no. Because <laughs> <laughs> in my head, I was like, there's no way that this is happening right now. And he was like, yeah. I think you should stand up. And I was like, no. And he was like, I think we're ready. And so I did. I stood up and he asked me to marry him. And I said, he like, yes. You got like a one knee? He did. Do yeah. you have a ring already? He did have a ring. Yep. Oh my gosh. Was it in a box and everything? Like he opened it up? It was, it was yep. Like... It was in a little box. I honestly kind of like, I think I was just so shocked. I don't really even remember what I saw in that moment. Like it was just kind of shock to be quite honest and yeah. so after that we didn't call anybody we just sat on the bench and we we're i was, was shocked was there a photographer like no a hidden photographer? no it okay. was just the two of us um which was really special and how i would prefer it and um yeah we just sat there for a while and honestly we were just like i'm nervous are we for sure like this is a yeah. huge step you know, never been here with someone before. This is a forever commitment. This is yeah. all new, you know. And um, so it, it was funny. I mean, we got to talk about it. And, you know, he I even asked because he was like, oh, my gosh, that was so nerve wracking. I was like, I literally couldn't tell, you know, because he's just not <laughs> showing. It's like the Fort Knox of like emotion. Like, oh, I'm freaking out. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's like, yes. And so. Yeah, I was like, well, did you think I would say no? And he was like, I thought there was a small chance that you might be like, I'm not ready yet. And um, and he's realistic, you know. Yeah. So, Which isn't a no. It's no. Just, it's just a not yet. Yes. And um, so it, it was just, it was really sweet and it was really good. And we took the next few 
hours just to ourselves, and we talked about it a lot, and it was just fun. And was your family waiting on y'all for the Christmas party though? Like, oh my god, I well, no, because it was going to be that night, and we were up there during the day, oh, okay, and okay. so no one knew but my parents. So he um, did. He did ask permission. He did. He <laughs> he drove up and he took my dad out to lunch, and he asked him, and um, yeah, dad was just thrilled he was like ethan i wouldn't give my blessing to anyone else so oh that's your dad. you know i well, think i think my parents had confirmation before i did right. about that and um and i think that that's just really cool you know so, that they saw that so when you came to the christmas party like i mean who did you call them or did you just like see them in person? so we did we did call them a few hours after it happened and they were just super excited yeah. and i love your parents so much <laughs> Yeah, and so, um, yeah, that was super fun. So we show up to the Christmas party. Nobody knows but my immediate family because they didn't say anything. And so we walk in. There's like 20 of my mom's side of the family at the house. And, yeah, we were like, we're getting married. And they were like, no way. And there was like popping champagne bottles (laughs) and cheers and toasts and um, tears. And, you know, it was just really sweet. Did you get to call his side of the family? We we called him. We FaceTimed him too. Yeah. So. Ah, super sweet. And so now that was in January. We're, we're that was record- mid-January. We're recording in March. Mm-hmm. So have y'all like started with the wedding planning? Are you also kind of semi still in a pandemic? You know, like yes. How does that look? What are y'all doing? Like, Majority of our dating experience has been in quarantine. So <laughs> <laughs> super awesome. Yeah, super interesting, super different. But um, yeah, so we're pretty far along in the planning process. I mean, you know. Um, we both were like, well, people get engaged to get married, so why why drag it out? Like, let's just go ahead and set the date. And so we, um, yeah, we're getting married on May 14th, I think. It's a Friday. Oh, interesting. On yeah. Friday. Yep. Why is it on a Friday? Just for fun? Just because. Fun Fridays? Yep. <laughs> just a fun Friday. So are you, have you ever got a dress? I got a dress. Is it gorgeous? I love it. <laughs> is it white? I can't tell you anything <gasps> about it. Oh, I, oh that's true, because this will be out. Um, Ethan's a huge listener. He listens to every episode. <laughs> so, like, he would text me. He'd be so disappointed. Uh, we'll talk off air. Yeah, he kept uh, trying to sneak pictures. <laughs> like, my mom and his mom came with me to look at dresses, and he was like, y'all can send me pictures if you want my input. And we were like, like No. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Do you know like what he's wearing? Like, are you allowed to know that? Yes. Is yeah, it... I do. Um, we we got the suits last weekend. So. Is, it, is it nice? You do like a blue suit. Got a little. Yeah, yeah. He's got a blue suit. Nice, nice. Yeah. Oh, they do. I've been uh, a groomsman at many, many weddings. Mm-hmm. Always the the groomsman, never the groom. And this is a little little diss myself there, but <laughs> they always do like some people do like uh like Wilhelm shout out to him. Had a red tie, and mm-hmm. all the groomsmen had blue ties. Oh, yeah. Is it something like, are y'all doing th- something like that with his groomsmen or anything? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I think we'll probably keep it pretty simple. Pretty simple. I gotcha. Any music selection? Do you like, do y'all know? Um, like, so that's... I'm trying to get as much tea as I can. I know, I know. Um, well, no, not quite. Um, I, you know, we're trying to figure that out, but I did ask Winston to <gasps> bring his gear and Let's we were go. um, actually going to ask you if you might DJ. Are you being serious I'm right being now? I'm being serious. Are you asking me on air? <laughs> I'm asking you live. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Which, what? I don't want you to feel pressure. If you need to think about it or you Absolutely. need to. Absolutely. Okay, woo! <laughs> yeah, DJ Fudge <laughs> is in the house, y'all. Come on. That's what my youth kids call me, DJ Fudge. It's a whole back. Oh, well, we'll call you DJ no, Fun. Just, I'll be like, we got DJ Fun booked for the no, wedding. No, no, DJ Fudge. Oh, Fudge. Yeah. Because oh. I, one time I had Fudge at the youth house, and it melted in my hand. Yeah. And they were like, what's up, Fudge? What's up, Fudge? And then Sarah Kate, who's a volunteer, was like, no, no, no. He's DJ Fudge, because I was DJing weddings. And oh it was it's a whole stupid thing. Anyways, yes, I would love to DJ your wedding. This uh, is super exciting. Well, also, I could make you DJ Fudge business cards for the wedding <laughs> that you could pass. <laughs> please don't, please don't, please don't, please don't. I, I want to escape that name. Because I, I just did a wedding. I did two weddings this past, like, one in November, one in December. Mm-hmm. And I did the one in December. Crushed it. I was, like, on my A game. Like, awesome. I was there. Yeah. I only knew, like, the bride mm-hmm. and, like, one bridesmaid. I knew nobody there. Okay. Which is sometimes the best thing. Yeah. Uh, and I did it, 
And I got five people asking me to DJ their weddings. People I don't know. I don't know you. Would you would you would you consider this being a side business? I mean, it probably needs to be. Like I mean, I hope the IRS doesn't listen to this, but like maybe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I, I just do it. I, it all started I've never promoted it. Yeah. Like I don't ask people like to book me. I don't put it on Facebook. People just go, Hey, you're fun. Can you yeah. be my DJ? Yeah. Because I mean, it's also like not just like like I don't know if, if in your wedding, but usually I MC like, you know, like here's the father daughter dance, here's yeah. the you know, mother son dance, yeah. you know, or here's the the bridesmaids and the groomsmen. I call their names. I do yeah. like this more than just like playing Spotify. Right. So I, I guess it's just the 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 energy level. Yeah. People You've just love got it. a great energy, Ben, and you're so fun. You're easily like a person that I could think of to bump up the energy in a nursing home. So yeah. I think that <laughs> <In a nursing laughs> I think that you bring a lot of joy and life into any room you walk into. That's, so That's the greatest compliment I've ever received. <laughs> you bring up the energy level, even in a nursing home. And I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, that's cool. I'll take that. So, But we'll digress on, on DJ Ben here. Uh, the wedding. You're super excited about it. Can it just real quick, because I don't want you to, you know, what are, are you, are you feeling nervous? You feeling anxious? You feeling excited? I feel like it's a mixture of all these. Like, what are you you feeling leading up to these months? Yeah. So, um, it's a lot of things. You feel a lot of things (laughs) because it's like, well, and, and I'm, I guess I want to touch on this too. Like, you know, when we got engaged, especially as a girl, you like anticipate these moments, you know, for a long time and you dream about them and you kind of think, especially with today's culture, that you're going to feel a certain way or you're going to feel differently. But it's not like when it happened, um, you know, it's not like I felt different, but things were different, you know. So it um, and we talked about that. We're like, well, we don't feel different, but things are different. And um, so it felt a little bit weird because it was like, it feels weird to wear a ring. It feels weird that we're engaged. It feels weird that you're my fiance. It feels weird that we have a wedding date. <laughs> and, you know, it's like all these things, it's just weird, you your, know? so Your last name's going to change. That's also super weird. <laughs> Wait, does that change our podcast, though? Can we still be more Mayfield? Yeah, we can still be more Mayfield. Okay, it's okay, fine. Because right, yeah. uh, that'll be my middle name, so. Oh, you're going to change? Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, sense. it means more to me. But, you know, so we talked about, like, we both felt nervous, like, pretty immediately after we got engaged. We were like, I'm nervous. And so it's just like. It's a big step. It's a big decision, but it's not that, you know, the nervousness was speaking of like uncertainty. It was just like, this is new. Like you can talk hypothetically with people like, yeah, I could see this or this could be where we're headed. But it's like once you take that step, it's like, oh, shoot, are we (laughs) for sure? You know, (laughs) good, good, good. Yeah. But no, I mean, also with that, there's a lot of joy and a lot of excitement because it's just a new season of life and and you're getting to experience something new with someone that you really care about, you know, so. We're we're super excited for you. Thank you. Maybe one day, and I guess you'll get married in June, May, May May. 15th. Sometime later after that, you'll have to come back and be like, I'm married now. And tell us about married life. It's going to be super strange. I'm going to have to live with a boy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Not just a boy, your husband. You're living with your husband. Isn't that weird to it's say? It's very Girl, weird. It's super Maybe odd. potentially next door to me. Yeah. Uh, that that would be a dream. I too. will say, though, there is still a lot of joy. I don't feel nervous anymore. You know, I think it both set in with us after a month yeah. of being engaged. Um, so we're like super excited. Yeah. I don't, I don't think being nervous or having like some, some anxiety is a, a, insinuation that it's like a negative feeling. Yeah. It's just when life changes, even like when you get a new job. Right. I'm excited to do this job and like Mm -hmm. I wanted to do this, but I'm nervous. Yeah. You know, I'm anxious like, ooh, what if I mess up or what if I do something wrong? But it's still the right path that you're supposed to be going on. Yeah. So I think, you know, you're going to have a lot of really good, you know, moments where like I'm learning who you are Mm -hmm. more so than I ever did before we're married. Yeah. I mean, you're, this is going to be the person you live with, the person you, you know, have to learn how to, to like arrange your house together, your your finances, your, yeah. you know, your church decisions, your faith decisions, because you are going to be united mm-hmm. in a holy bond. And so that's like, you're going to, there's going to be a learning curve and that's exciting yeah. and nervous. It yeah. can be both. It's not one or the other. Yeah. 
So we're people that GWB listen. We are so excited for you. Thank we're listeners. you. Listeners, we're, we're we're we've known you for years now. I've known you for oh gosh, ten years or so. It a feels decade? like a almost. decade, almost yeah. a decade. Is it 2012? Yeah. So almost a decade. I've known Marissa Moore, and we were talking about this earlier about how many times I've posted pictures of like, oh, just hanging out with my girl Marissa, winky, <laughs> winky face, and then immediately people go. Wait, what? Are you dating this girl? Is this your girlfriend? Who's Marissa? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah. so now I can't do that anymore. I love that you called me your mystery girl because it made uh, me feel really special. Yeah, you're <laughs> definitely my mystery girl. I literally just Snapchatted uh, a picture of Marissa and I uh, put like um, the heart eyes yeah. uh, emoji and I sent it to like 15 people, all my youth kids. <laughs> and so now they're all like, my phone's been blowing up. But like, who is this? Who is that this? That is so funny. And they'll never know. Yeah. Uh, unless they listen to this episode, which I doubt they will. But before we go, I, we you know, we always end it with words of wisdom and advice for people, little nuggets of wisdom. So we didn't really get to Creative for Adventure. You want to plug that real quick, though? Yeah. So this summer I'll be in Hawaii for about three to four weeks. Right um, after you're married? Yeah, I know. My dad was like, y'all didn't really think this through. Work really well, but it's also three or four weeks in Hawaii, so Ethan, eh, he better understand. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Um, but no, so creative for adventure. You know, Colleen Schnitzer, she had this dream, this idea, so she has put it into play, and it's really um talking about how you know we're created for adventure. God created us for adventure and for being in relationship with Him, and so that's really. As simplified as I could put what the business is and the company is all about. And so we'll be taking trips to adventure this summer and cultivate your relationship further with Christ. It's for, you know, high school students and um, and just kind of a discipleship time and a time to adventure. And so, you know, we'll be like kayaking and hiking and um, riding horses in Hawaii and doing all these things while we are going deeper into our relationships with Christ. And, you know, she's also leading some other trips like in Alaska and um, hoping to grow that in the future. And so. Colorado, too. Uh, yes, yeah. I think so. So that's super exciting. And if you're a huge Leo and Sitch fan, they're going to go to all the scenes that those were filmed at. Super uh, cool. It's, actually, it's just a joke. It's an animated movie. Yeah, it is. In Hawaii. Okay, all right. <laughs> that joke landed flat. Okay, all right. <laughs> it's awesome. And David Snitcher, who was on a couple episodes ago, he came in and talked about Creative for Adventure yeah. along with Appalachian Coffee and all that. So it's the same program. And so we will we'll tag them in a post yeah. whenever we, we post this picture of this episode. So, But then we'll get into the nugget of wisdom. What is your nugget of wisdom to lead the audience, you know, hanging wanting more? Yeah, Okay. Um, okay, so this is my nugget of wisdom. I actually read this the other morning, and I just thought it was super good, and I kind of wrote a little bit about it on my Instagram. But it says, um, I realized anew that just as we must learn to obey God one choice at a time, we must also learn to trust God one circumstance at a time. And um, that's by Jay Bridges. And um, I don't know. I just think that that was super good to read because a lot of my season last year and and growth process was learning to trust God because I realized that that was one of my biggest issues. I didn't trust God. Um, it's easy to say. It's easy to think that you do. But um, but really learning to let go, trust God, and um, it, it's a hard thing to do. But once you do it, there's just so much joy and freedom and peace that comes in whatever season of life you're in, um, just as long as you can learn to trust Him. Because I promise you that, you know, wherever God's leading you, it's for your good and for His glory. And um, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, um, I think it's something that we should really think about. And, and people who are in the season of life should really start seeking some wisdom with that. Mine would be, I heard this in a sermon, it's not an original, but I loved it, is sometimes we know we know the value, but we don't know the cost. Mm. And so I think that sometimes is the the idea of like, we know the value of what it's like to be in a relationship with the Lord, but we don't know the cost is we have to put aside some of our selfish ambition or our selfish 
you know, whatever it is that we want to put in our way and be obedient to God. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of remind myself of like, you know, we know the value, but we don't know the cost. And the cost is, you know, let me think about it. Let me analyze it. And so I see the value of a relationship, talking about between a man and a woman. Right. But the cost is I have to maybe put away some old habits and mm-hmm. and put away some things that are, are obstacles and be vulnerable and, and seek out that relationship. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've really enjoyed today's episode with Marissa Moore. They can find you on Instagram at... Uh, Morissa, Morissa. Morissa. So Marissa. Yeah, it's okay. my last name, Moore, and then my nickname, Marissa. And then, I th- do you have a link on your Instagram if they want to book you for photography? Or yeah, I do. DM? I have a link to my website that um, I get emails through, so you can always email me or you can DM me. I'm not as good as getting back to the DMs, but the email is a good way. Email is a good way. So if you want to get some photography, she's phenomenal. She's fantastic. I'll tag her too in the post. She's amazing. Marissa, thank you for being here today. Thanks, Ben. You're awesome. And if you don't follow us on the Great White Buffalo podcast, please do so. And uh, we love you, and thank you for being part of the herd. And we'll see you next time on GWB.